So we cannot imply that all the time we need some sort of treatment from our doctor. We always need to test and then do everything as least invasive as possible. So when you're looking at the nervous system, you're looking at it as a gas in the brake, you know, and it's just like a car, it's got a sport mode and it's got an eco mode. Your body's got a resting mode and it's got a sport mode. The problem is everybody drives their car in sport mode and they're just going to groceries. They're not pulling up next to the, the new Corvette trying to race them. Once in a while, you need to be able to enter into that sport mode. But because you're in that sport mode all the time, you're craving sugar, diseases are proliferating, cancer loves sugar, parasites, bacteria love that, your body's becoming irritable, your body's starting to become sick, and it's coming from a stressed state. Welcome to the Health Quest Podcast, your guide to God's will for good health. Hello, I'm Dr. Sal, and I've been a practicing surgeon for well over 30 years. And our objective for each episode is to get you to transform your mind to God's will for you to have good health and to change your way of life and the way you eat. And so on today's podcast, we have a special guest. And today we want to welcome you, Dr. Joshua Hank. Hey, Dr. Sal. Thanks for having me here. It's just a long, been a long time coming for this, man. It really has. <laughs> and I, you know, you and I have had these conversations. And um, Dr. Josh, what I'd like to do is, is I'd like to introduce you to the audience. Um, but I think it would be best that if you explain uh, your educational background as a chiropractor and where you got your education and, and what prompted you to become a chiropractor. Well, Dr. Sal, you know, when I was three years young, my parents got divorced. I went to church on Sunday, the mosque on Friday. I was torn between two belief systems, you know, and all I was seeing as a child is this oneness between the two, right? And I, and I always thought I was this wolf in sheepskin, whether I went to the mosque or I went to church. As I got a little bit older, since my father was from, as we say, the old country, he had really high standards and he always wanted me to be a mental, medical doctor. Now, he was a physical therapist. He became a chiropractor. I ended up going to Wayne State University for pre-med school, a lot like your story began in some ways, how you went to Wayne State University. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I really deep down inside wanted to be an artist. You know, I just resonated with me, that free-flowingness, that painting and drawing were my things, right? And I was actually really good at it. And they say, do what you love and do what you're good at. So that's what I did. And it, it really started to drive a wedge between my father and I and our relationship when I changed my major from pre-med to art school. And so I decided to drop out of art school after I went to CCS for a year. And I found myself in chiropractic school to appease my father. And again, I went to the same old rut is, what am I doing here, right? I felt really lost, you know, I'm jumping from my passion, which didn't work out, to what my dad wanted for me. And I was really just trying to discover myself. And at a time when I was going to quit, a mentor of mine shared with me this idea that the power that made the body heals the body. And I thought to myself, well, everything I'm learning here in chiropractic school is about the physical body, the chemicals, the anatomy, the neurology, and all of that. But nobody ever tells us who made the body and why. Right? Who made the body and why? They'll tell you everything about the body, but not a single teacher, if you ask them, well, who made the body and why, they cannot give you that answer because school does not give you that answer. Right? When I was in art school, 
they asked us the question, who painted this painting, right? And it was a Rembrandt or a Da Vinci, and there was only one answer to that question. But when they asked the second question, why? There was a huge interpretation. Everybody had a different answer. So the question for me became, every individual that came to me and myself is like, who am I and why? Right? And that's when my, my childhood came into place, you know? Those two distinct belief systems. That's who I am, right? But why am I here? Finally, I realized that through the power of the nervous system, right? The Holy Spirit working through the neurology, getting access to a hundred trillion cells, right? When those cells have access to your nervous system and the spine is opening clear, that's when the body starts to heal itself. Finally, at a time when I was going to quit because school was just very superficial, get people out of pain, right? Crack their neck, crack their back, get them out of pain. There was actually more to it. Now, why was this conversation not being had in the schools? And that's when I really got into the secret C behind philosophy and science. And I really started to follow this path of my heart. You know, in some cultures, they call it the way. And here I am now with the Transcendence Family Wellness Center alongside my wife. And we're taking people on retreat vacations around the world, teaching them about health, taking care of people in our local community, and just really looking at the nervous system to making sure that it has full access to the outside world and its connection to those cells inside your body. And when the outside and the inside of your body are in harmony, that's when your body's truly healing. You know, that's what brought me to where I am now. However, it's because people heal continually right in front of my eyes that I continue to do this, right? And chiropractic has done so much for me. My studies have done so much for me. But man, it's, it's the impact that it has on the people that I work with. It's proof. And that's what keeps me doing what I do now. So your past experience actually had influenced you in a way to seek something out other than like what you were saying, just cracking people's necks and backs and making yeah. them feel better. You looked into it a lot deeper. And I have a very similar philosophy. That's the objective of my podcast yeah. is to the same thing. I keep mentioning it over and over and over again, how God created our bodies and how all of the stuff works. Now I get into the, you know, the chemistry and the, the, the physiology and so forth, trying to simplify it for, for the listening audience. With that being said, and we had talked about this a while back ago, but could you explain how you see that area that you specialize in, in as a chiropractor from the anatomy and physiology and how that pertains to, let's say, biblical understanding? Sure, absolutely. When most people look at chiropractic, they see it as something for pain relief or their back being cracked and that may be true on a superficial level but when you keep asking the question why why does a chiropractor crack the back what's the point of that you'll find that inside of the spine is your neurology and when your neurology is running efficiently your brain which we would consider heaven of the body is able to send its grace down upon the cells the humans of the body and heal the body with the direction Right? So anytime you're building a home, you need to have a blueprint, which gives the workers the instructions on how to build the home. But you also need to have good material. That's where our diet, our exercise, our materials that we collect, what we drink, the people that we hang out with, the, the vibes that we collect, right? We need to have good materials because we are spiritual beings having a physical experience, right? We need to have physical matter, material, but we e even more need the direction on how to put that material together. 
right? And so many people in the healthcare world, they're coming to us with all this good nutrition, thousands of dollars on dieting and exercise and nothing's working. And it's because they're not connected to the neurology, right? And I call the neurology the spiritual system, right? Because neuro and logical, logical means of knowing, neuro means all things. So the neurological system is a system that knows all things. When people come to me, we need to consult the neurological system because the question that they're seeking to why they're not feeling better is rooted in what the neurology can tell us. So if we tap into the neurology, that's when we can get some answers as to what is interfering with the body breaking through and healing fully. You know, it's, it's fascinating that you say that because, you know, the Eastern philosophy is, um, and, and their meditation is based on the chakras. Sure. And there's seven chakras. And what I found interesting in my studies of, you know, the different religions, because of my Jesuit background, I came to realize that you've got the seven sepharos of Kabbalistic Judaism, and then you have the seven sacraments mm -hmm. practiced by the Catholics. And of course, I'm, I'm going to go towards the chakras and give the experience that, you know, it all starts from the base and it comes up through the spine. Mm -hmm. And then when it gets to the brain, you have the so-called Kandalini experience, which is that epiphany or that, that revelation that you get. You know, in one of my podcasts, I talked about the autonomic nervous system. Yeah. And you deal a lot with that junction between the skull and the atlas and the axis, which is the top two uh, uh, vertebrae mm -hmm. of, the, of the spine. Yes. Could, you, could you elaborate on that? And you also made a, 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 a correlation with that with... Uh, biblical understanding yes. too. Could you could you expound on that for us, please? Yeah, I love to. You know, I always refer to people when they ask what I do. I say that I take care of the most important part of the body. And when they ask, well, wow, that, where's that at? <laughs> I show them the base of the skull. Right? You have the head is sitting on your neck. The head is the mind. The body is your neck. So the upper cervical, the correct term, cervical cranial junction. The top two bones, Atlas and Axis, right? The Greeks, the Greek god Atlas holding up the brain, the head, right? Mm -hmm. So there's so many metaphors to many different theologies in respect for this area. But as the Greek mythological uh, god would go, so to speak, is that when Atlas lost his balance, the earth sat on a tilt, right? And that's when chaos ensued. It wasn't until Atlas got his strength back and pulled the earth back level onto his shoulders that the earth came back into balance. And so this top bone is the 33rd bone in the spine, the top bone, the leading bone. We call it the CEO of the body. It's the most important place because of its job of protecting the lower part of the brainstem. And because that's where the nerves cross over, that's where our brain becomes the body. So it's very important that we need to keep our head on straight. Ironically, when you move your head around that 33rd vertebrae, there's a ligament called the cruciform ligament. And that ligament is shaped like a cross. And when you look at that ligament, that 33rd vertebrae, I look at that vertebrae as the cross, where the light, the neurology, the intelligence that knows everything in our body must be crucified, right? The 33rd vertebrae be crucified, the light must crucified on the cross, the cruciform ligament, before it goes into heaven, which is the brain. 
You see, the spine is a direct metaphor to Jesus' life and how the energy, that kundalini energy, moves from the sacral plexus up the chakras, right? The metaphor to, to the foundation where Jesus became a carpenter, right? right? Jesus preached for, what, maybe three years? Yeah. The gospel? But God was leading him the whole time, right? He was being led the whole time, and that was his roots. He was building roots, right? It wasn't until he got to the throat chakra where he started to speak, Right? And that's when he ascended 33rd vertebrae, just a few more vertebrae before he became crucified on the cross. And he said, I can't do more here at 33. I need to go down into, out of this body, into heaven, where I can now teach from the spiritual realm. And this is why I teach men above 33 that you have learned something of value to the men here on this earth. Crucify your physical work here on earth, put it on the cross, and you no longer physically do work anymore. You now teach the work that you do. So any man watching right now, if you're over 33, you need to crucify your work on the cross and now start teaching it from the heavenly realm. Now stay, take this knowledge up here that you have and now preach it to the bodies out there so that they can rise up and get to that same transcendent level that you're at. Right. That's so this fantastic. is a, such a powerful metaphor it the is, nervous system has. And it's a powerful message too. Yes. Because now we could start seeing and we could start making a correlation between god's word god's philosophy and how we could apply it in understanding our bodies with that being said then what kind of techniques do you use to try to identify this problem in your patients well it's, it's very important that we look at understanding whether it's a headache whether it's pots whether it's vertigo whether it's a thyroid disease or irritable bowel syndrome or even what's, something what's pots pots, pots is, explain it to the audience yes POTS is positional orthostatic tachycardia syndrome. So this happens when you get up or down and you get very dizzy. Your heart starts to speed up very rapidly. Your hands start to get hot and cold, very clammy. What's happening is your nervous system is being dysregulated, right? And so almost every condition known to man has some sort of nervous system imbalance. You cannot name a single pathological condition of the thousands of them that do not have a neurological component. And so when you're looking at any disease process, there is always a neurological component. In other words, getting the nervous system checked and made healthier is going to improve the quality of that person's life no matter what disease or disorder that they have. We have to, of course, come from a place of science, not just philosophy. So the best way to test the nervous system is not through an X-ray or an MRI or a CT. And those things can be valuable at seeing the physical structure mm -hmm. of the spine but more importantly, what's inside of the spine, what's inside of the spine is our blood, our spinal fluid, our lymphatic drainage, and our nerve function. So we need to do testing such as heart rate variability testing. You could do blood chemistry testing, or how about my favorite, which is thermography, okay? You could do spinal thermography, you could do whole body thermography using camera detection. Now, thermography is used in the military, in agriculture. It's how we found, uh, I believe it was the Boston bomber. He was hiding underneath the tarp inside of the boat, and they found him underneath it, not by traditional camera, but because of thermography. He can see his heat hiding behind that. Sure. So we're able to see things like breast cancer, potentially, by the inflammation levels in some sort of tissue, or nerve problems will create cold areas in the body. So we know that the stress centers, the hypothalamus, which is the autonomic, the automatic nervous system, it controls body temperature balance. So a simple way to know if your nervous system is out of balance is to measure the temperature between both sides of your body. The most important area being the base of the skull. 
That's why I test right underneath the ear and at the base of the skull in every one of my clients before we give them an adjustment because we want to see if their nervous system is functioning correctly. And we know that by the capillary temperatures and the infrared readings that come out of it. So it's important that we're not just doing physical tests, that we're doing functional tests. A lot of doctors do not have those functional tests, of course, because of the politics behind insurance and reimbursements sure. and all of that. But that's a discussion for another podcast. So you're using something that's at least objective for the Very patient objective, to be able to see yes, and yes. say, here's where the problems are at. And once you identify that, what type of techniques do you like to use? Now, as a DO, we, you know, we used to crack the back and the necks. Which, in, in some cases, that's fine. But there's so many higher levels of, of uh, at least in osteopathy that I know of, uh, that you could utilize. But what, what types of techniques do you like to use when you start to find this problem at the base of the skull or at the, what you called it, the cranial? Craniosacral junction. You could call it the mouth of God uh -huh. or the gateway to heaven, right? Heaven being the brain the spine being the gateway, the mouth being the foramen magnum. Uh -huh. Here in America, we use Latin to describe this area and anatomy, and we call it the foramen magnum, the big hole in the bottom of right. your skull. That just means, foramen magnum means big hole. However, in other cultures, they call it the mouth of God and the gateway to heaven. How come we've dumbed this important area down to big hole, when right. really it's the most important place of our human body, right? And so we want to do things, as you have said, perhaps cracking the back or the spine or maybe even using more gentler osteopathic or chiropractic maneuvers to realign the spine maybe some exercises to get the spine in alignment a lot of times we can be married to a certain technique by our profession however i am married to only one thing and that's free flow of the divine intelligence inside of our body by any means necessary spinal alignment is important whether you crack it yourself right? Or you have someone professionally do it. That's a matter of you, what you want to do. But we all know that someone who does this day in and day out can do it better than you can, right? I always say measure twice, cut once. So when you go to see a doctor, the first thing he does is he measures you. If you want to take it from there, that's up to you. You take your car in, they tell you what's wrong. If you want to fix it yourself, you can do that, right? They still get paid. So we cannot imply that all the time we need some sort of treatment from our doctor. We always need to test and then do everything as least invasive as possible. So when you're looking at the nervous system, you're looking at it as a gas in the brake, you know, and it's just like a car, it's got a sport mode and it's got an eco mode. Your body's got a resting mode and it's got a sport mode. The problem is everybody drives their car in sport mode and they're just going to groceries. They're not pulling up next to the, the new Corvette trying to race them. Once in a while, you need to be able to enter into that sport mode. But because you're in that sport mode all the time, you're craving sugar, diseases are proliferating, cancer loves sugar, parasites, bacteria love that, your body's becoming irritable, your body's starting to become sick, and it's coming from a stressed state. So that's also why when you're stressed, you need to eat the way that you're eating unhealthily because it's supporting your stress. A vegan diet is not going to help someone who's stressed because their body needs that to provide adrenaline. And that's why we have to have a podcast like this to break through on the garbage that's between our two ears so that we can start making better physical habits and see clearly that eating is a way to f release the interference from the divine intelligence so we can heal ourselves. Chiropractic is just a way of removing the interference. Surgery is a way of removing the interference. The best we can do as men is remove the interference. So when you're looking at the nervous system, as a broad spectrum in our culture, we need to calm down. 
We need to take our time. We need to reflect. We need to go to sleep and journal before we go to sleep. We need to wake up to not an alarm clock, but wake up to when we want to wake up, right? We need to not adopt other people's specific ideals on what works just for them and try to discover what works best for us. Science has a way of helping the doctor and the individual find out what exactly that they need. So when it comes down to your original question, which is what can you do for people whose nervous systems are out of balance and their Holy Spirit cannot connect with the cells? Well, you have to first scientifically see what their chemistry is saying, what their neurology is saying. Find out what specifically in their life is creating a barrier between heaven and their body and then remove that barrier, right? And sometimes it's something that they're thinking, a trauma, a misguided belief system. And sometimes it's a heavy metal or estrogen, xenoestrogens built up in the body, creating a chemical toxicity. Sometimes it's a tight muscle and a bone that's out of alignment. We need to be looking at all of the areas in the holistic world that could be creating interference not just looking for that silver bullet, which is what we're peddled by most physicians nowadays. That's great. And I, I like that idea because I remember back in college, I was, I was educated by the Jesuits. We used to have these courses, and I was a science major, mm-hmm. you have comparative religion and science. And what I've come to terms with, if you study all the great scientists throughout history, mm-hmm. They came, they, they were inspired by the spirit realm, and then they tried to use science to prove the spirit or to prove God's existence. Yes. And, you know, it's, it's fascinating because I guess what makes you appealing is the fact that you're combining those realms together, and that's how you bring heaven on earth. Yeah. But I'd like to thank you for joining us on today's show, Dr. Josh. I'd like to ha- I, I, you're definitely going to come back and we're going to have another one uh, in the near future. But thank you so much for being on our show. And I'd like to thank you all for listening. I'm Dr. Sal. Have a great day and God bless.